0: Like it's been, it's been like a month at this point. It's very, it's very frustrating. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm gonna take
1: my frustrations out on you, my friend.
0: Hooray! Should we clap and then take our frustrations out on each other as if we were beating our um, pillows? Okay, yeah, beat our pillow in three, two, one. Chad, my my pillow came. <laughs> 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 I don't know why that made me laugh.
1: Well, that's it. I, I don't think we can start a show possibly better than that.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm not wearing a shirt either because it's hot as fuck in this room. Uh,
1: I want to, I want when you come out here to San Diego, I want to take you to this uh, Mexican grocery store. Yeah? Yeah. What what are we gonna get at the Mexican grocery store? Oh, anything you want. It's a grocery store. They got options. Okay. Have you ever had a jackfruit? No. They got jackfruit there. I is jackfruit I feel good? Like, what is is there like an off fruit? I'm gonna see. like is a jack Google. off Google. Google is there an off fruit? Hmm. No. No, I don't think we can make the joke work.
0: Damn it. I tried so hard. You know what you're I familiar will with apologize. It, right? I'm I'm really stupid tonight. I'm I'm actually kinda sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to be. It was an accident. Are you still here? Yeah. Hey. I had a um I had a vocal lesson yesterday. If we're going to continue the ballad of me learning how to sing, which would be a ballad um, if I knew how to sing, but I don't yet. And that was fun. Um, I don't know if people care. I, I started talking without realizing that I actually don't like myself. And now I realize that. I'm like, oh, shit, no one wants to hear me. Why is anybody listen to me?
1: What was that song you sent me that we should sing together?
0: Uh, yeah, this was um, do, 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 Motionless in White. Their new big one that people like. Uh Masterpiece. That was part of the lesson. Uh Mark was like, hey, uh that, that Ed Sheeran song, maybe a little too far out of your range because it's mostly in the fourth octave and third octave is already a little difficult for me. Let's uh let's do something that's like really in your speaking voice register, um, a lot less complicated in terms of just melody. And you know, we'll learn this and then sky's the limit after you learn this, right? And so we we started on like the first basically just the first verse and he was trying to get me to mostly speak it in pitch we're not really singing yet we're talking in pitch still um but it was it was kind of cool you know you 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 know it's like okay we set a goal and it's an achievable goal and so we're just going to go for it and um i was like you know my friend cameron talks about wanting to learn how to sing too and i'm gonna learn from my guy maybe i can pass it on to you give you like free tips and tricks and so maybe we could both learn the song and then you'll keep me accountable and I'll keep you accountable. But I was too tired to practice today, so I did not.
1: So much in the music video and I'm not really listening to it because I'm listening to you talk. But visually, I kind of like this music video for not trying too hard. Oh, sure. Because I feel like there's an art to music videos and most of them are actually bad and people just yes. like them because they like the song.
0: That is 100% true. Most music so videos kind of, are fucking terrible.
1: I kind of appreciate that they're just sort of like, there's parts where the band's playing music, and there's parts where they're just walking around moody, but it's not like trying to tell some sort of huge, like, uh, well, this is going to blow your mind. You've never seen this before. It's just a mm-hmm. guy in the house. Um, You, you want to just capture and compliment the music, not overtake it.
0: I kind of like this stripped down stuff where it's like it's a band playing in a forest and every once in a while you see like a lady with a weird deer antlers and a dress walking around. And you're like, you know what? It's kind of cliche, but it's cheap as hell and it works. And, you know, you're not you. you, We we understand that the budget musician can afford one model for like three hours. So you book it. You book it at night and you haul your equipment out to the middle of a forest and you hope Sasquatch doesn't show up. So this is funny. I actually, I was thinking about what would, uh, how would
1: I decorate a set? How would I direct a music video? Like, what would I do that doesn't overshadow the music, but would be interesting to look at? For whatever reason, my mind always goes to mannequins.
0: Yes, mannequins are definitely attention-getting, but also kind of subdued. And I think... Uh, I,
1: I have two reasons that just sort of dawned on me that like why my mind goes there. I'm thinking of that creepy YouTube video. Uh, I feel fantastic with the robot. Oh, sure. I think it would be funny to do like a shot for shot remake of that for some band's music video. That would be great. Um, I think that would be kind of funny, but then I also really liked that cover, uh, that Daft Punk song i forget
0: cover of a daft punk song instant crush where is it i like um there were there was a uh the uh, blackville brides video i thought like oh if i do this song it'd be fun to do try to a shot for shot in um vr chat because it's largely like the band in kind of a dark area playing the music and then the the actors are wandering around kind of a dystopian thing looking at like flyers and stuff and it's really not a lot going on and honestly for a band that big they could probably do a better video but it is it's like it's not distracting you know like you mentioned and I do kind of appreciate that
1: okay I found it
0: it's Natalie Bruglia. I am clicking I have never heard this I don't know if I, I don't know Daft Punk very well I um
1: in fact, this might be my next uh, music club is this album, but I love this cover of it. And she's play acting out the scene a little bit, but the role of her husband is um, it's a guy sitting motionless. Sometimes it's a yeah. mannequin. Sometimes it's like a guy for the close ups. Um, and she's doing like she's carrying it because she's the only voice in the song and it kind of works. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Are you familiar with this song? I am not. Man, maybe we should do this album. We haven't
0: got music club in a little bit, have we?
1: Yeah, it's about that time. Yeah, I'll um, just start
0: thinking about the next one.
1: Yeah, I know you came up with a fun idea for what the next one should be, but the gimmick would have meant that I pick Weird Al again. So yeah. we're gonna shelf that for a quarter. Um so maybe if you want to pick a different album, and I'll do Def mm. Punk and then we'll look okay. forward to uh your idea next.
0: Yeah, I'll have to to peruse and see what's come out and and what I want to share. Because
1: I could talk about this song right now, but I feel like I'll just retread it later. Yeah.
0: I feel like I should make you listen to something like pretty outside of my wheelhouse of Norm, because I mostly make you listen to like metal and rock music. So I was like, well, we did EDM last time uh, with Illinium. I don't know. I'll I'll go through my, my stuff and figure it out. It'll be fun for everybody, especially me. EDM? The, or not EDM, um, Electronica, that Illinium album. I thought it was Adam. No. So, I don't the first know. rule of improv is to say,
1: no, it was Electronica.
0: I, you know, I always fuck up that first rule of
1: improv, Cameron. No, you, I, I didn't set up a very clear joke for you. I, I'm not really holding that against you. You know what's funny? I just love, <laughs> I, I think, I think I did that once in like Herc's discord or something where like I, I was, uh, <laughs> Herc, uh, he, he messaged me. Okay. Like I'm on, I'm on the voice chat. I'm waiting for him to join. And I don't remember what he said, but he, he joins the chat and he says, Hey, Cam uh, are you going to go to do the thing tomorrow? And I was like, what thing and it's like the, the, the queen? Are you going to go see the queen? And I'm, like, in the middle of reading something, and I didn't process that he was joking. And I started to have a mild panic attack that I forgot to do something for him. Oh, no. And it's like, no, I'm doing something tomorrow. And, like, it was like I was trying to figure out, like, how do I – like, I I try so hard to not schedule conflicts because I have these different friend groups that are starting to, like, take over my time. And it's like, no, I, I, I made time tonight so I could spend time with Herc, and I know tomorrow I have to do the thing with the other guy. And, and he's like he's trying to calm me down because I think he he realized like halfway through that I was having a panic attack and he, he was making it worse because he thought I was like playing it up for a joke. Yeah, it was in hindsight. It was very funny. I Maybe that doesn't
0: sound funny. Me relaying this, but it, it sounds it sounds like weirdly relatable. I feel like there are enough just anxious people that we know or that that someone knows right like or that we are um where it's easy to kind of freak out about a little thing and then have someone take it the wrong way and you know play it up i've seen that over and over in in the communities i'm in it is funny though the um the concept of like the yes and right like and the improv because i know we've talked about this back and forth since we started the show where I'm not great at it. I don't typically jump into stuff, but I do more now than I used to. Like when we, like last week I was reading, you know, those ads that you generated uh, through Chat GPT, and I was kind of doing voices and, you know, at least being somewhat enthused, which is a step in a, you know, a year ago, two years ago, I never would have done that, right?
1: I do want to take a minute to acknowledge and appreciate the fact that you are self-aware of that change. It's really healthy that you measure your own growth like that.
0: Well, because it kind of came up in the lesson, because Mark was, uh, we were going through my contest song, because uh, since I didn't make it in, we could talk about it and use it as like a talking point for, uh, you know, how to be better at this. And one of his things was sort of like, hey, you need to start like over-enunciating and kind of like acting and getting into the role, because it's how you're going to, Go from sounding just kind of like you're grunting out these words To you're really like performing them And I'm like dude I've come a long ways in the last like year and a half I You tell me I still got further to go Man comfort zone's gotta move And, and the answer is yeah So I, it's gonna be interesting is like Me dealing with you with this stuff and in VR chat And then like with him It is kind of attacking the same thing from different sides And, and it's funny to you think know. of like singing and screaming and performing you know it's not just a matter of being on time and on pitch it's also like doing it in a way that people want to listen to
1: you know what might be interesting
0: hmm
1: uh you've given me so many like free tips and advice on like vocal tricks and how to sing and stuff uh we should take some time that i give you like acting lessons
0: oh that would be interesting
1: like, exercises to get you in that frame of mind where you can, like... I. <laughs> so, it, it, it's something that comes second nature to me that I just... I, I wear masks
0: very easily. And I've always... It, uh, oh, what? It, yeah, for me, that's, like, really hard to do. I've been trying yeah. to do it a bit more with, like, the last vocal cover I did, the, the Orc song that went up this week. I was trying to over-enunciate and be like, I'm an Orc when I do this, but ultimately it's still... It's not there. It's still like me doing 15% of being an orc and thinking I did 100%. And then you go back and listen to it. And you're like, oh, I still, uh, it's a little spicier than normal. It's a a step in the right direction, but it's not a very big step.
1: No, but it is a step in the right direction. And I think that's important. Mm. Um, In fact, why don't we, I I know we had like a subject today, but I feel like we got off to a weird start. Do you want to talk about acting now?
0: Yeah, let's do it. Let's fuck around. Like, honestly, I got I, I got no qualms about anything. We can do whatever we want. Okay.
1: I want to watch some uh, Demon Slayer and catch up to you a bit so we can talk about Demon Slayer more. Yeah. Um. Okay. I have to check this here. Lower that. Is that working still? What's wrong here? There it is. Okay. So, what, one of the things you, you do when you're giving me advice is, like, to, to talk about, like, a song that I like so that it's fun to like try to learn it. Right. Yeah. I think the same thing probably applies to this. I think you have to start with a character that you feel like you could do and then learn to have fun doing it. And then you tap into that when you want to do other characters.
0: Hmm. That I mean, uh, that makes sense. Also immediately, like kind of made me feel anxious.
1: <laughs> well, I, I, I want to explore the anxiety. How so?
0: Um, Because, like, my immediate thought is, like, uh, okay, who do I pick? And it'll probably be, a, uh, I'll, I'll regret the decision, but also then the first attempt will be bad. Like, it, it is really hard to embrace being bad at stuff, even though you know it's going to happen.
1: I think that's fair. Um, I'm y- thinking, yeah. like, a comedy routine or something. Like, is there a cartoon... Like, is there a Spongebob quote
0: that always comes to you where, like, you love that one bit? Um, I feel like there's maybe some Plankton stuff that would that is fun. Because that might
1: be fun to try and channel, like, if you could find a routine that you like and kind of really dissect it step by step and figure out why you like it. You might sure. be able to reverse engineer, like, why it's funny.
0: I think, I think some of the problems with cartoon characters is they have a very distinct, like, cartoon voice. Where, like, Plankton, less so. But, like, like there's that, the, what's the one where he's, like, ta- telling, teaching SpongeBob how to be assertive. I feel like that maybe would be a good back and forth. Because Plankton's got a fairly, like, normal voice. And he's, he's quite involved in that. It's a silly scene. Um, but he gets to be serious, right? And then everything around him is not. And so he's playing the straight man. Uh, that's what comes to mind. You know, actually yeah, maybe a
1: straight man is your thing. So, the other thing I'm tr- I, I I hope I didn't confuse the direction here. Um the goal shouldn't be to do like an impression. Okay. It it should be about like what's something that you enjoy and then you find how you can wear that mask. Like with, with uh traditional plays, you write Hamlet, different actors play Hamlet. Sure. Um with with spongebob there's like a spongebob voice and that voice defines the character like that's not so much what i meant okay okay um but the same thing applies here like if you could find like a, a back and forth with plankton where you're like okay i really like this one and then like try and memorize it and we could like play with it and you might like tap into something that you find entertaining and you could like reflect on that a bit
0: yeah, I'll have to think about that. Or, um, I, I was actually thinking of the episode today where, where SpongeBob and Patrick learn the swear word and then are, like, playing eels and Escalators. And Patrick's just like, <laughs> ooh, eels, you gotta ride the... Uh, you know, I can't remember the the line off the top of my head. But, you know, just that... that and then SpongeBob gets really mad and swears. Like, God, that, that scene's so fucking funny. But, like, that could also be a good one. Um, I feel like Patrick is a bit more of a character than Plankton can be, depending on the scene. Um... So that that you know i i can i can definitely like kind of jot this down as is, is something to think about
1: cuz i'm trying to think um i i don't uh speak well in public that's something i just simply haven't gotten like practice doing sure i think in college when i had to give a presentation uh it was either like terribly awkward or it was very much a uh, I, I had to turn my brain off and play it casually and I would make mistakes and then it's like I know I'm going to make a mistake so there's no point in thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So when I fumble a word or if I hit like past a page or they're out of sequence wrong or something it's like I, I don't go oh wait that's not supposed to be there. I go uh, in inside my head <laughs> and I look at what page we're on and I talk about that page. And it's like, you know, maybe in hindsight, I wish these were in a different order, but in reality, no one listening to me knows they're out of order. Sure. And there's this, like, disconnect where when you enter the stage, you have to not be you. Right. Um, I guess, like, I'm thinking about VR chat. I feel like we joke around a lot. Um... I don't think I'm, like, ever that sincere when I'm on VR chat. I go into this mindset where I'm actively hunting for jokes. Like, I'm waiting for a setup. I have ammunition. I have jokes in my back pocket. And I am waiting for the opportunity for anything to happen that I can trigger one of these shots. And that's what I'm thinking about. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I think so.
1: I... Yeah, I actually, it's it's a, it's funny. Um, I have an avatar. I don't think I've even shown you this feature on it yet. Because I've spent the last like two weeks waiting for the opportunity to do it. Because I feel like I'll get one good laugh out of this. And so if I just showed you what it can do, and you go, ha, ah, that's neat. But if I can wait for the perfect moment, then you'll actually laugh.
0: You're really good about that in, in VR chat. Like I feel like you, you set things up. And I have no idea how long in advance you've planned them until they happen. And it feels like it's really well thought out. But I think a lot of the times it's probably just it's not. It's just a spur of the moment thing. And you just roll with however me or Joe act. And then you keep making it funny.
1: Yeah, the art there is and I'm not trying to pat myself on the back here. But the art is to make sure it doesn't look like I had it in my back pocket the whole time. (laughs) That's the trick. Yeah. But it's also I know with the
0: vocal thing, yeah. Like because he's he's trying to get me to project more, so I, I sound bigger and just and and beefier and kind of angrier off the bat, and that's just a breast support thing, you know, really pushing with your abdominal muscles and and kind of like roaring without straining your voice. But the other thing he's like, I want you to count to like one, two, three, pause, four, five, six, pause, and sound really mad about it, like you know, just really over enunciate and get into it. And so we were doing that for a little bit towards the end of the lesson. And it was kind of funny where like, I thought I would do it. and He's like, no, you got to do it again. Really like be pissed off at the number four, you know, hold on to that and, and spit it out. Like you really, you know, and just it's kind of it was weird getting like pseudo acting lessons from him. And I haven't implemented any of this in practice yet, but it's another one of those realizations where like you think you're doing something and then you realize that you need to do it by like 300 more percent. And it's like, oh, shit.
1: I am trying to remember. Did you ever watch Seinfeld? Mm-hmm. You remember George's dad, right? Yeah. Uh, very funny. I love Jerry Stiller. Uh, I was listening to this very interesting interview with Jason Alexander, and he was talking about working with Jerry Stiller, and how like he could he could memorize his lines. He knew his lines fine. They could do a rehearsal and he would read his lines one way. But he was so nervous. And he would lock up on camera. There was like just enough pressure that it's like he couldn't get his lines out. And it was very hard
0: for him. Really? And what's funny. Oh, what? I was like, that's surprising because he seems like such a natural, like bombastic actor in in that role.
1: Well, and that's the thing. A lot of people didn't know it because what was happening was he had a line and his line was like, he yells at the waiter and says, I ordered the cub salad without cheese. And he would rehearse it by saying, I ordered the cub salad without cheese. And then the cameras are rolling. It's like, okay, action. And he would, he had the lines in his head, but as soon as he heard the word action, he would freeze up and he had to like purse and pull the words out like one at a time. And so whenever he's acting angry, Instead of just saying the sentence, he would he would like slam his fists on the thing because he's trying to remember his line. And he'd say, I ordered the cub salad without cheese. And it was him working himself up out of frustration that he just couldn't get it down. Really? But it's like that's what made the character work. Yeah. <laughs> and as he got more comfortable, he leaned into it and like kept that going. But that wasn't at all the direction he was going for at the start.
0: That's wild.
1: It is. It's cool though. And, because And that's the trick, is the audience not knowing makes it work. And as long as you don't tell the audience that
0: you're scared, they don't know you're scared. Right. It also just shows kind of the um the natural like the the fluidity of acting in, in scene building and character building and, and even something as like kind of rigid as a sitcom where they have a very you know strict shooting schedule because they have to make the next episodes in X amount of time to hit the TV. And it's cool that, like, there's still a lot of freedom in that, that these people can kind of discover the characters they're playing. Very much so. I feel like one of the things I think about doing, um, at least from a vocal perspective, is trying to, like, channel Nicolas Cage because he is such a overly dramatic, like, German opera art house. You know, like, he's influenced by some weirder shit when he goes, like, full Nicolas Cage and his big facial expressions and mouth movements and, and whatnot um and i almost feel like i need to like find videos of nicholas cage and try to like do his lines the way he's doing them but with distortion and see how they sound because and this is true with singing too but like every muscle in your face is going to affect how you sound so if you smile you're gonna brighten it up if you show your teeth you're gonna like you know if you sing a note and then smile and show your teeth and stay on pitch, like the, the notes going to sound a bit different. The timbre's going to change the color of it's going to change. Um, and one of the fun things about watching like v- live videos of, of singers on like YouTube or whatever, especially pop singers is you get to really see what they're doing facially to d- hit the notes they want. Uh, Alicia Keys is like really big where she'll like, she really likes to smile and kind of, but not open her mouth super wide on some lines. And she just kind of like, bears into the line and there's almost like this like happy grimace to it and it and it creates this beautiful fucking sound cuz she's an amazing singer. Uh so all of that stuff like applies to singing and screaming as it does to acting cuz that's how you're really going to emote, right? So all it it's all really tied together.
1: I'm sorry. I I was curious, so I went to YouTube. I typed in how to act like Nicolas Cage. <laughs> And there's like a 10 minute interview from some late night show. This is earlier in his career. It's like, that might be interesting. Uh, there's like this 20 minute essay about whether or not Nicolas Cage is a good actor. And it's like, ah. Uh... And then I see this one here. And it's uh, <laughs> the thumbnail is just Nicolas Cage in front of the Ghostwriter 2 poster. And it's him talking about how it's just like a one minute clip. And it's him talking about how he paints his face black and white to like so you can like see the muscles more like contrasted. Oh, wow.
0: Or something. (laughs) It's like, what is what? Like this went insane real fast. I fucking believe it, though. I mean, like his facial expressions in in the weirder movies he's in, especially get so exaggerated. You're just like, how? Oh, yeah. How is no, he doing I, this? I think there's truth
1: to this. It's just... It's funny that I don't... I can't think of anyone that would actually do this sort of thing. Um, even, like, professional actors don't always uh, take the craft of acting quite as seriously as Nicolas Cage does. And yeah. he has such a goofy career. Like, he's not... Uh, he's not one of these, like, Shakespearean actors that are very, like, hoity-toity. And, like, when I was uh, classically trained. It's like, he doesn't talk like that. But also... He kind of has this weird aura about him. Yeah. Did you see they're adding him to Dead by Daylight? No, I did not. Um, It's just, and it's like, it's literally Nicolas Cage. Like, it's not a character from one of his movies. It's like, no, literally Nicolas Cage is just in there.
0: Nice. I love Nicolas Cage. That, that would get me to play that game. It won't, but it could, you know, there's it, it could possibly <laughs> maybe won't. It won't. Um,
1: yeah, I've been playing that game. It's kind of fun. In fact, you know what? Remind me, that might be my Glad Space later. Okay. Uh, what were we talking about besides... Oh, yeah, so exercises. I, I feel like, like you said, uh, breaking it down and analyzing a scene a little more clinically might go a long way in, in uh stepping into those shoes. yeah. And I think that as soon as you like, it'll click at some point. I think if you find something that kind of works for you and you keep studying and leaning into it, you might be able to turn on your improv switch a little easier. Yeah. Because you do have it like
0: you've done bits before. We have, um, which, like I said, uh, I, I've, I've noticed the character growth that just I think part of it, too, is like, OK, how good of a vocalist do I need to be? Or how good at improv do I need to be when, you know, it's all hobby, stupid shit. But at the same time, like, well, I am enjoying the journey for the most part. Like, there are hiccups that fucking drive me nuts and piss me off a lot. Not going to pretend there aren't. But on the whole, it's been it's been fun to learn this and to learn new things that coincide with it. I will say to turn this to you a bit, because I know you, you've talked about wanting to learn how to sing better. I'm kind of surprised... I think because when you when you do sing in like karaoke and stuff, your your issue almost sounds like you're not leaning into a character. You're 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 being like Cameron, and you're afraid to make mistakes. When I know you're not afraid to make mistakes because you you lean into them really hard when you do. Uh, and so I almost think your acting skills can go the other way for you, right? Where you can actually you know really ham up your performances a bit and see how they sound. Um, you might find. You, uh, you stumble into like a singing voice you really like that sounds good, that you know sounds good to you and is, is a bit more than just kind of your speaking voice on pitch.
1: I think that's a very accurate observation. I'm trying to think about it. Because why do I do that? I feel. OK, so uh, one of the one of the character voices it, it, like you're, you're familiar with, like there's impressions, but there's like kind of two different kinds of impressions. And there's, like, an impersonation, and then there's, like, a character, right?
0: Yes. uh, It makes sense.
1: And so, like, uh, I guess for the audience's benefit, the character version of Arnold Schwarzenegger is you go, (laughs) even though he can, like, speak English. Yeah. Or um, what's the other one that everyone does? Uh, Oh, Jerry Seinfeld. Every Jerry Seinfeld impression sounds nothing like him. It's just, who are these people? Ah!" And go the right, and right, and it's like he, he doesn't actually talk like that so much <laughs> but for whatever reason that becomes shorthanded everyone's like ah it's jerry seinfeld i did it um so one of my character voices i like to do is george lucas and i feel like if i do a george lucas voice i usually do that one with a little more confidence where i really like slip into the role more and i will make people laugh with it And I guess that that's different than singing, because if I like, I feel like if I'm too goofy with George Lucas, it's never going to be not funny. But when you're singing, it's like, you can make it sound really bad. (laughs) Like, yeah, you could definitely ruin a song by not sounding good. I think, I think that's what's holding me
0: back. And I think part of that is going to be practice and confidence, right? But they also like, when, when. Cameron, or when Mark and I were working on that Ed Sheeran song for a bit, and he was kind of like talking through his tone color, we started off with like goofy character voices of of Ed Sheeran, and, and I sounded almost like a vampire, because I was like, oh, he he's kind of closing up a bit of his front, so he sounds a little softer, and he's um kind of singing into his back teeth, you know, his, the, the top teeth, and so I was going like, fah, fah, you know, making like literally that noise, like I was a, a very hard-up vampire. And then you take that, though, and you work on that and you 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 peel back the cartoon and all of a sudden you're like, oh, okay. You, there's elements you keep and then there's elements you throw away. And the elements you keep are the things that help actually develop tone color. So you take your George Lucas voice and it's really goofy and silly because it's caricature, but you find the parts that work and then you get rid of the parts that don't and now you might have a, a, a singing voice that sounds pleasant. All of Mark's, like, he's like, all of my tones start on... Really stupid, like it, a cartoon voice that I molded into something not cartoony.
1: So I guess, what's what's my next step in becoming a better person?
0: <laughs> I don't know, like, when it comes to the singing thing, I know I have to drill pitch. Like, my my hard thing is I am very... I am closer to being on pitch than I've ever been before, but I still pretty wavery. I don't know how you are with pitch. If you've ever like, oh, my pitch opened is up atrocious. Because if your pitch is bad, that's the first step is to like, okay, <clears> let's, <throat> let's learn. Let's, let's practice pitch, generate a tone, try to sing it. If you get it wrong, adjust until you have it right and just go up and down whatever scales feel like comfortable or just starting at like, I usually start at like uh, probably C2 uh, C2 or B2 and then work my way up or no not c2 um what the hell does i can't fucking remember how like the 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 notes are numbered how do you Because like c is uh, where it changes i think so i go b2 to c3
1: you have a thing where you can talk into the website and it tells you you're stupid
0: yeah tuner.ninja
1: tuner.ninja um does this work with voices
0: I use it all the time. I've been using FL Studio more because I feel like it, it works a little better. But like for free and browser tuner ninja works really well. Uh, so like if you go to virtual piano and then set it to, uh, I went on key assist and turned on note labels so you can see what they are. You start at like C three. Where's that? Um it's There's a key assist, key assist right oh, wait, in the middle. It they didn't load. Okay, so what? So turn on key assist so you can see what, what, what the keys are. So you can see the, the, the notations. Okay. So then you find like find C three or hit the number eight. We'll play C three. And then you try to match that. And and use Tuner Ninja to see if you're how close you are.
1: Boom. Uh, 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 uh no wait uh ung
0: ung 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 Hung
1: okay i'm getting a little closer than i thought it would
0: yeah and so like What I've been doing literally the last month for like 20 to 30 minutes a week. I mean, not a lot, but enough to like actually say I'm putting in the time is what you're doing right now, playing notes, trying to hit them, moving on to the next note, trying to hit them, moving on to the next note, trying to hit them, going up and down. Um, I'm I stop around C4. So B2 to C4 is what I've been doing. If you think you can go higher or lower. More power to you. I technically can go higher. I just have to strain to get there. And I don't really want to develop that as a bad habit. So I haven't been. Um, after that, then it's like, okay, do a series of notes. So you hit C, D sharp, F, and then try to do, which is a horrible chord. I just played it. <laughs> that sounds really bad. But then you try to hit those in sequence. And then use 200 in-, 200 in to see if you're doing it. And it's a grind and it's not fun. I don't like it at all. But it has been really rewarding to get better at it because I went from being, I think I'm tone deaf to, oh, I can actually do this maybe with an 80% accuracy now.
1: Yeah, this is actually a very good exercise. It's very funny to watch it spin around while I just talk normally too.
0: Yeah, because and that's the funny thing about the human voice is it when you talk normally and you get like animated and stuff, your pitch goes all over the fucking place. When I tell Mark, like, oh, man, hitting C4 is really hard. And he's like, dude, when you got mad at me and told me hitting C4 is really hard, you hit C4 because you got pissed. You know, you got like excited about it and you you went up there, you know, kind of got to be a better way. Yeah. But that's the thing. And, And like, did you think about it? No. Did you strain? No. Did you reach for that note? No. You just did it. And so you clearly know how to do it. So the only thing stopping you from doing it is the fact that, like, now you're trying to sing it. And so a lot of this is we've been talking through it. And uh, or, or singing, uh, "bang bang bong" is kind of the, the the phrases I've been using to hit the notes. So I'll do three of them, and I'll start with "bang" on the top note, bang, uh, or "bang" Bing. is the top note because it's kind Bing. of, uh, Bing. it's four forward, it's a Bing. little bright, it's a little nasally, and like getting Bing. nasal can help you hit Bing. higher notes. You know, bang, whatever it is, bang, and then bong for the low note, because bong resonates further back in your mouth, so it's a lower-sounding vowel. And just doing bang, 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 bong, everything to three different notes. Bing, bang, boom is my favorite
1: uh, Fortnite song.
0: How is that a Fortnite song? What do you mean? I just, I didn't know that was a thing.
1: The uh, the Fortnite or the song? I guess, well... the song Let's see what I'm trying to remember what the song is is it just called boom no it's bin ban boom bin bam boom it's a it's a french song so you go hui hui <laughs> <laughs> let me here at this timestamp
0: where the chorus comes in wow a chorus in 26 seconds in that's Oh, I do know this song. I don't know why I know this song. I think whenever it
1: made the charts, it made the charts in a big way. And that's why it made it to Fortnite and into
0: our hearts. It is super catchy. It, it, it reminds me of K-pop, like the way it shot the dancing she's doing, how kind of stupid it is.
1: It's funny, too. They they actually put the dance into Fortnite and like part of me half wonders like was this intentional? Like, were, were they looking at, like, all of these popular songs and their Fortnite dances? If we want to sell albums, we have to come up with a dumb dance and sell it to Epic.
0: I guess it worked. It worked. <laughs> <laughs> I think, though, the thing, like, like I like K-pop music. It's I, it's it's stupid, but it's endearing. And sometimes it's not stupid. Mostly it's stupid. The dancing is fun, though. Like, like, the music videos to K-pop are kind of the exact opposite of what we were talking about, like, 40 minutes ago. Where they are very bombastic and they they accent the music in the way that like the music is kind of bombastic, too. And it's like this audio visual package there are K-pop songs where I'm like, I don't want to listen to this unless I'm watching the video, because then I'll realize the song is kind of mediocre. But when I have like eight girls dancing and there's like 20 different outfit changes and things are exploding into pink confetti. Now I'm here like this is great. Now that this is like, you know, listening and seeing cotton candy. (laughs)
1: So for the past like two years, I feel I've been singing this song in my car because it's fun. It's a fun exercise. Uh, but uh, I've been singing "Closer." Are you familiar with "Closer"? Is that the Nine
0: Inch Nail song? Maybe. Uh, Google I want to say who? unless there's multiple songs. Oh, oh, unless it's song. by the Chainsmokers. Chainsmokers, that sounds right. Okay, it is also a Nine Inch Nail song. That sounds right.
1: Um. All right, so I take it you're not familiar with it, not the chain smokers so much. No. So I don't know the term for it. I don't think it's a chorus, Uh but there's a section where I feel like there's this like ramp up, and there's not a lot of room to breathe, and it has been a very excellent uh breathing exercise in like controlling <laughs> like the different parts of breathing.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, it's a very fun exercise, but the the cover that I sing along to also does, like, there's a section where it goes really high-pitched very quickly. Like, it just, like, the next word is high-pitched, and I found that's very fun to sing along with, even though I know that's out of my range. It's sure. very fun to do anyways, because it's fun to not waver or meet it halfway, but it's like, no, I'm going to jump, yeah. and I'm going to do that high pitch range. I'm going to jump back down as soon as it stops. And I'm not going to have to, like, you know, catch my breath or anything. And that's been very fun to practice with. But in a sing-along-in-the-car way and not so much a anyone would want to
0: listen to this way. I will say um, one of the things that can be really useful if you're trying to learn how to sing a song and you're like, shit, how the fuck are they doing that? Is to go find a live performance and just, like, see how they're doing it. Because sometimes <laughs> they'll cheat a bit and other times it's like, no, they're really just that good and they do that whole phrase. Oh
1: yeah, you know I like to sing along with Rhythm Kitchen. You know that one? I do not. There's a part where I I hate this trend where a lot of songs will like they'll have a catchy song, but then it's like they'll got they got some random uh rap artist to do like a little bit in the middle of it. Oh, sure. And, and it's like and it's like it breaks up the song and it's like I'm not sure why that's there. And it feels like it's always some name that you're supposed to care and it feels like a marketing thing. Like I, I don't know where that started, but it doesn't always work. It's Um, been around a really long time. Um, Rhythm Kitchen's fun to sing to, but I'm trying to learn this rap part, and it's very challenging, but it's very fun. But also, if you listen close enough, it really feels like he's not saying all these words at the same time. Like he, he's clearly doing bits, and they cut it together in post. Oh yeah, that means because it cuts. That is you know
0: really common. The the thing is, is when you when you do that, you're supposed to do it in a way where you can't tell.
1: That's the <laughs> that's the that well, that or do it in a way that's artistic where like the words are overlapping, but it sounds cool. Yeah, I don't even mind that. It's just there's a couple parts where I feel like the tone like cuts a, a little
0: abruptly. Um, where does this start? Because I just opened up uh, rhythm kitchen. Probably around 111, <laughs> which is where the most played section is. Sorry this is like not fun for the listeners to listen to But I am listening to this song The cool part is that the silence Gets cut out real easy I kind of like this Hip this flow though it's actually a neat rap section I yeah I like this song
1: And it's fun to sing along to um, You'd probably like singing to it too
0: Oh there's like Another rap section after the first guy It's kind of a, that's a fucking cool song I have to come back to this Okay, so I want to try the rap
1: part here. Let me see the best way to do this. I think I have to listen to some of it first. We got everything you want. It's the house a good living. Some things I need to remember. <laughs> no, wait. To forget. Just make yourself at home. This is the best that it gets at Rhythm Kitchen. I have to edit this so hard. <laughs> Evan said cook a dish well oh, no, I got the I got the rhythm part off. Evan said cook him a dish with a pinch of that groovy mix with some originality. It had to be stuff on the cupboard, a touch of some lovin' plus about a dozen kick drums. It's um something like lunchtime I'm um stumping like drum line, rhymes fall down from sigh, young minds find it fun, fucking fr- ah. If it means I can buy a clean mic, make me sand butter, better bubbles, right, better blow, better grow, huddle tight, set the plan play. Bl- I recite running the stove with open flame ship or a D smoke name all my ingredients organic locally grown that's close to the home propane grill or the charcoal pit stay out of my kitchen that's hard cold shit
0: it's definitely a, a, couple, a bit of
1: a tongue twister there's a, there's the tongue twisters but also a couple of these lines I don't even know the words like I'm reading the lyrics and it's like that doesn't sound like what he's saying so there's a couple lines I just skip while I'm driving in
0: the car <laughs> sure I've, I've encountered it's that fun with to um, try it's fun to try I've encountered that with a lot of death metal stuff where it seems like they're slurring through phrases or like dropping words and you're like I mean I'm looking at the lyric sheet and you there's no way you said those six words you only said four of them um it's weird to, to see that with maybe like a hip-hop thing where you don't have like all of this weird toilet bowl distortion to cover up mistakes I know mark's advice for learning things like this that are that are uh, rhythmically kind of difficult or tongue twistery or fast is to basically learn it really slow. Like try to do it a line at a time at half speed. Just get the words memorized and the beat memorized, and then speed it up.
1: Yeah, and that is a good tip. I I've tried that a couple things, and it does help.
0: It's one of those like, things it helps where in it's a not way, fun. Like,
1: it's but it's also it's kind of surprising when when you uh when you slowly walk through a tongue twister enough that you build up like a muscle memory to the point where you casually do it at full speed without realizing. Yeah.
0: That's always kind of interesting where you like catch yourself off guard. I know a big thing about all this is like is airflow and proper support. And like, those are, those are lessons for later, I believe. Um, but having like, having that like lungful capacity of air to go through a really long line of words and then say them all like the exact same like volume or intensity and then not run out of breath, take a little sip of air and keep going. That's and that stuff is really hard uh, to do. I, I definitely, I get really lazy with my breath support sometimes. And I, I'm like, I'll do this a little wrong because I know I can do it for X amount of time and I'm not going to hurt myself. But ultimately like, learning proper support uh proper air management especially if you want to do stuff like live in front of people is you 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 could only fake it for so long before you just need to sit down and learn how to do it
1: okay i'm really hung up on this one line i couldn't get and i just don't understand like when he's saying it in the song i can never understand what he's saying and i realized that i think the twist is that it's an alliteration um find it fun fucking frying french fries
0: yeah um find Can it you say fun that? fucking frying french fries like that is find frying it frying french fries especially that fr frying french is... fries it's, it's, it's uh, also it's kind he, of a cumbersome
1: he he also paces it funny while also like building up tension towards the end of the sentence it like it, it kind of like rises with like more energy Whereas, like, it's it's easy to say, find it fun, fucking frying French fries, but he says, it like, uh, like, find it fun, fucking frying French fries.
0: Yeah, because he's like, da 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 da, like it, it it gets a little faster than everything before it, so it has this um unexpected like quality to it. it the other line he says,
1: set the plan, run the play. If I recite, and it's like you're not saying that. Don't lie to me. <laughs> it's on tape i know the truth
0: i know there's some there's a deathcore song or two like if you look up the lyrics like for parts of it it just says like like in parentheses just like weird noises or like gross noises like he's like yeah there's no words for this chunk of the song it's just <laughs> at least they're honest one fucking
1: fine french fries
0: so what the way you just said fries there you had some like I think proper ass arytenoidal distortion going on like which is really right. hard for a lot of people to do, um where you bring bring, bring that grit in, yeah that that little bit of the there's almost a like a really thick TV static for a little bit of that line you just did and like that's the line you need to hold on to if you're trying to get into like the real deathcore uh, sounding vocals because that is ultimately where all of your distortion and generation comes from and then you push through that and you project it and you get really neat Will Ramos sounds bye bye winter time and and so taking that and then like pushing properly and then cuz that that's the thing right is you're kind of like you're using a lot of air to get that it sounds like which is very normal um when you start bye bye winter time bring me some that that uh that I mean, you're doing it a little differently than what i just did um okay. I, it's one of those things i think <laughs> if you if you if you really like sat down to work on this too you probably could take that voice and and, and make it feel comfortable for long term and actually turn it into something cuz it does sound like you you're, you're stumbling on some of the basic blocks you would need
1: it's funny though, I actually do that voice at work sometimes. Uh, cause I'll, I'll tell my, uh, co worker about how, like, you, like, you actually studying this stuff and you can do stuff and you can sing a whole song, but you'll teach me little tricks and I can go like, rawr, 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 and he'll go, whoa, that's really cool, man. You made a sound. I'll go, that's right. And then I eat a popsicle. Yeah, popsicles. That's the story. Um, so I think uh, today was actually kind of a fun talk about uh, things to practice on,
0: things to yeah, we, learn we, and grow. We went places. We, we we were kind of vulnerable too. We 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 did things that were a little embarrassing. Um, you tried to rap, and it's hard to rap, as it turns out. Just shut up. <laughs> I'm trying. That's the thing, though, is you tried. Like and that, that's important. I don't try to rap. I probably should. I don't know why you don't. It would be I I mean like like Whitechapel, like Phil Bozeman is really influenced by rap. A lot of his um patterns are are very like rhythmic hip hop ish, like southern hip hop, I think he said, or, or and, and so there is there's a lot of influence that you can take from that genre to apply to death metal. You can probably apply it to any genre too. Like the more you blend genres and music, the more interesting things you get. Do you think I should learn rap? If you want to, I would say Pick one thing to stick with, get, you know, uh, uh, work on that until you're like happy with it and then move on to something else.
1: I've never learned, I, I, I've i never even like listened to rap. I don't like rap. I was just wondering, well, like, you probably I don't should think there's ever been a, a white like rap artist and it's like, maybe, maybe I can do that first.
0: There, there's definitely good, good hip hop out there, but it, it I don't listen to a lot of it either.
1: I like that really crappy stuff that uh, Will Smith did.
0: Will Smith was fun.
1: You know what they do should wanna, do at the Oscars? Do we want a glad space
0: and then and then call it quits? Are we are we about done?
1: I know you listen to my story. You know what they should do at the Oscars? What? You know how sometimes they'll open the Oscars with like a skit and they'll like parody movies and stuff. Yeah. They should literally open with like that scene from Hannibal, or no Silence of the Lambs, but it's just like it's Will Smith um in jail. And it's like his hands are like taped to the wall, so he can't move. (laughs) And the new Oscar host is like, you know, (laughs) like I need to ask you a question. He's like, I thought I wasn't allowed back here. You knew the price.
0: Damn it! The new host is going to
1: slap you. You're the only person that could stop it.
0: The Oscars isn't brave enough to do that.
1: Um, I mean, the Oscars isn't like relevant enough for anyone to care. Also true. How about a Glad Space? I guess I'll, I'll go first since I already kind of talked about it, but I was playing Dead by Daylight. Uh, is that a game you've ever played? No. I'm going to say it doesn't sound like it's up your alley. Um, I feel like I'll try it in short bursts until I'm tired of it, like like annually. <laughs> like I'll kind of come back to it. It's like, boy, people are still playing this. I can't wait to see what's new. And I hop in and see what's new and go, wow, that was fun, and forget about it. Um. So whatever, I'm going through one of those fits again. Uh, how much do you know about that series? Not series. It's one game. It's like zombies,
0: right? It's been going forever. No. It's not. No, it's multiplayer not like action zombies. survival <laughs> horror game. Oh, it's it's one of those um. It's asynchronous- an asymmetrical. Yeah. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Let me see. Can you show me? I don't want to go to their website. That's taking too long to load. Well, it's got a lot. Of Nine out of ten review on Steam, so people seem to like it. People seem to like it.
1: Uh, I'm trying to bring up a list of the like the characters in it. So you don't seem to know anything about it. So that's very interesting. Um, you have like uh four survivors. And then one killer. And the idea is it's kind of like that Friday the 13th game. Oh, that's
0: kind of cool. Oh, I like this pig-headed one.
1: Um, Yeah. So when it started, it was kind of like, hey, here's a character that's sort of like Jason Voorhees. And here's a character that's like a ghost. And here's a character that's kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But it got to the point where they started just licensing actual characters. <laughs> so you can just yeah, be Michael see, Myers. Uh... Pyramid Head. Um, yeah, Pyramid Head. You can be Wesker from Resident Evil. You can be Freddy Krueger. Um, you can be the girl from Saw. You can be a Stranger Things monster. You can be some other boss from Resident Evil. Uh, Ghost Face. Pinhead. I think that's an interesting one. Uh, so, Nicholas oh, Cage will be in here. Yeah. Um, he's a survivor, though. Aw, I feel like he should be a monster. That'd be more fun. That might have been funny. Um, also the ring ghost. Oh yeah. And so what's fun is that each of these characters—it's actually a very simple game. Like it, you could almost roll the dice on what character you get, and it's like it would kind of play similar. Uh, but they kind of have their own gimmicks, and so like the ring ghost. Um, you're a ghost, and it's like you're kind of incorporeal. And you have to like appear behind somebody so that they turn around and they're startled by you, and you can like crawl out of TVs and stuff if you want to grab somebody. That's awesome. And so, yeah, and so it's cool because like if you're playing as a survivor and you're running around, there's all these like staticky spooky TVs, and you have to like you you, you see one and you go, oh no, I should run up and turn it off before it's too late. And you turn around and the ghost is there. Ah. Um, I like uh Michael Myers's gimmick is uh. He gets one of the players is randomly chosen to be the thing that he obsesses over. And you get stronger by just standing there and watching them. <laughs> and yeah, and so it's kind of neat because like you could be working on like restoring the power generator so you can open the door to get out. And like you're working on it and you just turn around and see him standing in the window. <laughs> and it's like ah and you run away. Um and it's like this is actually kind of clever. Um, but the character I play the most is actually the pig, even though oh, like, nice. I never I never watched Saw. So it's like I don't get it um, what I didn't know she, she was like the design. Yeah. Oh, no, that, that's what drew me to it, too, is that's a cool design. But uh, what's neat is like the way that the game works is if you're the killer, um, you don't just like kill somebody. If you get them down, then you have to go to like a meat hook and you put them on the hook. And they have to be there for so long before, like, this evil entity claims them. Okay? Hmm. With the Saw Lady, she has this alternate thing where if you knock someone down, you can put one of those reverse bear traps on their head. And then just let them go. And they have to go find these, like, boxes. There's, like, these jigsaw boxes that are full of needles. And they have to, like, very carefully reach in and try to pull out a key. And if that key unlocks the thing, then they can get it off. But there's a timer. And what's very fun is you can play this character kind of traditionally, but I like to try and get everybody with a a thing on their head just because it becomes distracting and they end up focusing on that way more than the actual objective. And they start to like peel off and not help each other so much. And it becomes this very interesting psychological thing where I can try to identify like which players are actually playing the game correctly and try to isolate them by scattering all their teammates first. And that's it's cool. like, this is actually very fun. Like, this, <laughs> there's not other games like this.
0: I do like the appreciation to the source material they got going, too. Where, like, you, they clearly like what they're doing. And they like the things that they're bringing into the game. I, I always... It doesn't feel cynical. It feels like they're having fun. Yeah.
1: And that... I think that's why the game's still going. They're celebrating their, like, seventh anniversary.
0: Uh, So, good on them. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck am I glad about this week? I, I I feel like some of my normal ass routine stuff has just been like a good time. I, I, I'm i still doing ping pong on Wednesdays with my neighbor. We drink and we have fun. And, and last night we didn't even play ping pong. We just drank and talked. And then his wife got home and was like, why aren't you guys playing ping pong? And I was like, well, we're, we didn't feel like it tonight. We're just drinking. She's like, well, get the hell out of my kitchen. I need to I'm making food. and I'm going to bake something. And I'm like, what if we go to this area of the kitchen so we can talk to you? And she's like, as long as you stay out of my way. And it was just like this really chill, like, couple hours of hanging out. And we were being stupid and making bad jokes. And in, I don't know, there, there's something about that level of, like, you're in the moment and it's a really good time. And then you leave and you're like, that was a really good time. And I guess, like, I, I'm just appreciating some of those moments right now that happened this week. Because did anything really stand out? No. I'm doing things I was doing. Last week, the week before, the week before. But it's working for me, right? Like, I- I'm still enjoying Demon Slayer. I'm still enjoying the music I'm listening to. And I-, I I got some writing done and some editing done. And that was fun and turned out pretty good. And, you know, just, I guess, my glad space is all the, the little shit people take for granted.
1: <laughs> I think that's uh that's actually kind of the point of glad space is uh not letting those moments go by unappreciated.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's lovely. I think we're done. I don't know what we're going to do next week. If if we're doing like acting homework now, or if I need to find—well, I guess I do still need to find an album for the next music club.
1: Yeah, when you're
0: uh, when you're happy with the pick, we'll uh, okay. We'll figure out when we want to do that. And then, um, I don't know how far in Demon Slayer you are. Uh, we're on like the third arc, I think now. I don't I am know. I'm interested I watched... to talk about that. Um, I
1: watched the Demon Train movie.
0: Okay. The arc after that movie is really good. It's like eight or nine episodes, though. I mean, it's like a a good chunk of a season. Um, There's things that go on in that that I feel like were really unexpected for Shonen, and I would like to talk about them. But also, I'm not going to make you cram like eight or nine episodes of an anime in a week.
1: Well, you know what? I appreciate you for that. <laughs> you're, you're literally the minority of all anime fans. I,
0: I I don't want to give you that much homework, and also it is anime. Like I, I feel like everyone only has like a certain threshold for anime before you're like, ah, eh, I think I'm good.
1: Where is Demon Slayer? Is it still on Netflix? It's not Crunchyroll. Might be on Netflix. Let's see. I'm trying to find. How do you find the episodes on Netflix? I don't want to start at season one. It says new season, but then I can't open it. I hate this. Well, whatever. I'll figure that out later. Yeah. How about we wish everyone very well. Take care,
0: everybody. Goodbye, well, everybody. You're my friends. Now, remember, don't try anything. It won't work out. Always be unhappy. The end.